Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Shall we, um, shall we jingle in before you fall asleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So rude, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, jingle. All right, we're jingling, dude. You carry it away, Mr. Fucking. <laughs> okay hi everyone welcome back to the quick resume podcast this is episode 74 we've got a, a big show for you today lots of things have happened there have been god of war previews um i finished the rings of power there's been avowed leaks is series s holding back the, the industry causing poverty stopping interstellar travel who knows honestly it's something that we will probably figure out all today in these in the next hour and a half to two hours we'll fit we'll answer all of those questions and the world will be a better place because of it my name is deck um we will no, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean they're going to be right but we will you know we'll provide an answer i mean that answer might be like not, not good um anyway that's tim over there giving me shit hello Say hi. i'm tim what my, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's my job. Tim, give me shit, Hella. <laughs> Whoa, dude. That's what they call you. Name. Get, you just DDoS me, dude. No, what's it called when you, uh, when you like reveal someone's like address or like reveal where they where they are? What do they call it? Like a celebrity? Oh, what do they call uh, it? I don't know. you swatted though. Uh, no, I wouldn't the first time. Was it on the podcast? I was it on the podcast the other week where I, I can't remember if it was on Xbox or if it was on the podcast where I, I meant to say defamation, and I said defecation, <laughs> and I haven't lived it down since. Yeah, I think it's that still haunting me. That might be the one. I think it was on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, no. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, well, yes, uh, it, it has. It's been a big week, and uh, not just for Xbox, but um, you know, stuff happening all around the industry. Um, I've tried my absolute best to keep these notes concise for the week. Um, so, if you're interested in hearing um, two jabronis, you know, <laughs> talk through that, you're in the right place. You know. Um, so, start with basics, Tim. How's it been going? How's a uh, brain? The game brain been? The game brain has been essentially just overwatch it's basically it nothing but tracer nothing but nothing but Whoa. tracer <laughs> uh, i don't play tracer dude tracers for dickheads um yo don't come at me tracer personal. <laughs> it, was a, it was a it was a mistake on my end i didn't mean that some um, remain no yeah basically yeah like the only game i think i played all week has been uh overwatch 2 um just been just been hitting that pretty hard um we entered the rank scene just the other night uh now that the um yeah. the bug was fixed on on xbox's end where uh you got an achievement and you just you're you just got kicked from the game um we kind of were waiting on that to get fixed because we didn't want to get kicked from our ranked games 
um, you know, rightfully so. By the time you get back in, you've basically lost if you've lost a, a player. Um, so that's been fixed. We dove into that. That was great fun. Super crazy sweaty, but very enjoyable it, at the same time. It it was really weird how quickly that bug like conditioned me because like when I was playing Scorn, even when I'm playing Plague's Tale, when I'm getting achievements, I'm like tensing up, expecting my game to crash. Yeah, yeah. really weird. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a really yeah, it was a really serious issue. Um, yeah, but. Yeah. Especially for like, new players, right? Especially for new players, yeah, exactly. Like we we had like a substantial amount of achievements from Overwatch One, um, still. So I think there's like 150 in the game. So if you're starting fresh, mate, you're popping Chivos like crazy, and that shit was just kicking you all the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, but they they fixed it. Um, they did take their time. Not gonna lie, it took them a couple of weeks, but. Um, you know, they fixed it and uh we we've been we've been playing some ranks, which is good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Good time. Good time. Um I'd, I'd be interested to know Yeah, I, I just I'd be interested to know like what um like more casual gamers' views are on, on like ranked play. Because it's kind of interesting because it, it like varies from game to game, doesn't it? At least it does in our friend group, but like ranked is not as important to some people. Maybe it depends on the seasonal cadence. I don't know, like Rocket League, for example. When our friends go on Rocket League, all they play is ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. pretty much, unless we're playing like customs or something. Whereas yeah. something like, I think back to Smite, when we played the MOBA, we barely played ranked in Smite because it was so, so intense. You know, the yeah. games would go on for yeah. but then we 45 of, minutes up to an hour. We played a lot of ranked in Apex, though. Um you know, mm-hmm. we we tended to grind that pretty hard most seasons and get to diamond. So, yeah, it kind of just depends on, um, yeah, on just the, the the people you're playing with. I think um, it does vary. We we have one or two people that really just don't enjoy the pressure of ranked and stuff like that, and they just kind of wanna just play <laughs> a bit more of a chilled sort of pace. But it's weird because they take like the pubs just as seriously you know they're doing call outs they're doing picks to counter other picks and they're they're playing properly but then it's just that i don't know they just have this weird like mind block when it comes to actually moving it into ranked um you know where i try not to see them too different you know and everything's kind of a learning experience you know even if you lose you know it's just you, you sometimes they're just better than you or we did this wrong or you know you can sort of evaluate what happened um i don't tend to get well, i try not to get too tilted um where obviously some of some of the people we play with can get pretty pretty tilted pretty quick so yeah yeah definitely i, I guess yeah it is kind of interesting because it, it kind of comes back to that whole debate about matchmaking and and like you said i think there is an element of like <clears throat> subjective like tolerance to to stress and loss, I guess, you know, mm. um, and it's, you know, because like the, a, lot, a lot of the conversations around matchmaking at the moment, I, I guess this is mostly talking from, from Halo, but I, I've seen this conversation pop up in a few places is that it's balanced quite tightly so that you're against people of your skill level all the time. Whereas there's this yeah. big sort of counter movement that matchmaking should be much more lax than that, especially in socials. Um, because then you get less sweaty games, essentially, you know, how it depends how you quantify sweaty, you know, Uh, does sweaty mean good games? Is a a hard game a good game to you? Is a hard game a bad game to you? You know, so I think, and and it definitely, if you think back in the day, you think about like like matchmaking was way more lax, like you would have a very 
mixed or like inconsistent quality of games. You'd have games where you popped off, games where your team could do nothing, games where you're against people that play for a living. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you yeah. don't tend to get that as much nowadays, but you do get more competitive games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all about finding that 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 game consistently at your at your skill level. Um, which I think they're getting better and better at. Um, you know, we still had a couple glaring issues. Uh, I know our first game into ranked uh, was that push map, and we literally just lost in about thirty seconds, didn't we? That team just absolutely rolled yeah. us, camped us out of sport. The first, like, the first game of ranked, yeah. Yeah, and you could clearly <laughs> tell that these people were just far, far above our bracket. Um, which is saying a lot because we, you know, we're not like noobs. We, we, we tend to sort of crack those sort of high platinum and diamond sort of, um, ranks in every single FPS we played. Um, so it's not like we're, you know, we're a bunch of bronzies and they're just plats and they're stomping us. It's like the players that do that to us are literal, like grandmasters probably, you know, um, so that yeah. was that was a bit jarring, um, but then it got better. And I think after you place, I think our games will be better as well because now we settled into like a sort of mid gold. I think we got placed. Um, you know, we'll find that relatively easy uh, until we sort of get to plat. I think, which is how we normally get for for our for our games as well. And then plat will start to get sweaty again. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's knowing you you go into ranked is also just knowing you're gonna have like a really intense game all the time, and that can be quite exhausting to to some people. To yeah, just be like, yeah, yeah. Every game is gonna be a nail biter. Every game is gonna be twenty minutes of pure focus, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And yeah. I do I do understand why that's not appealing to a lot of people, and it is quite draining on us. I mean, we played it for a few hours, but. Yeah, there are a few times where even you were just like, we finished the game and you were like, fucking hell. Like, I don't think I even blinked. You were like blinking and your eyes were yeah, streaming. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 it can be, it can be pretty intense, but yeah. Yeah, it is for sure. No, it's really, really interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what, uh, what the what the casual audience's kind of views on on ranked are and if they would ever go into it and what they would need for to make that push but like you said like you said it, it maybe it is just more of like a subjective view on on ranked and it's just too much effort mm. um but you know like having said that like you said the times that you know we played those games and i i you know noted that like it was really intense it hadn't blinked for ages like i don't know if that's more a symptom of the the game intensity or just because i was kind of wired at that point <laughs> you know i mean there was so much adrenaline in my blood like yeah. in my body in my brain yeah. um because like, i don't really know if like the if the if the games like the people we were against in any of those rank down we when we play like 12 games maybe 13 14 um i don't really know if any of them were like substantially different to like quick play games we've had mm. like, we definitely had some more competitive games in it but we also had a mix of like quite easy ones we had a couple of like we got stomped a couple of times yeah. so it's a bit of both i feel like you know you you sit up more when you go into rank so yeah that contributes to how intense it feels yeah definitely yeah yeah it's just every, i think everyone takes it that little bit more seriously everyone steps up that game just a little bit more um which is the same on the opposition. That's right. um but 
yeah, no, I've enjoyed it, and I, I am itching to play some more. Um, and it'd be good to climb up those ranks and see what our final um, our final rank's going to be. Which is quite interesting because I know it's quite a short season. So is there going to be like a soft reset come the next, come like December? That's a very short rank season when you think about it. Yeah, I assume it will be. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. as usual. I hope it'll be soft, not like hard reset. I don't know because it seems yeah yeah it just seems very short. It's like two months. Um, and it seems extra short because people have avoided it due to the bugs until now. So it's just like. If we want to try and reach diamond or something like that, it's just like we really don't have that long. Um, you know, we have like a month, maybe, yeah, to grind that out. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, but for anybody else playing Overwatch Two out there, we hope you're having as good a time as we are. Um, I know that it's maybe not the popular thing right now, vocal minorities and all of that. Um. But, you know, we've said it before on the, for the last few podcasts that, that we're having a really good time. Um, and the Halloween event starts on Tuesday. And yeah. So we'll see how they handle that. I'm sure it will cause a host of, uh, you know, more yeah. uh, angry tweets about monetization. Half of which are probably fair and the other half are probably not. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to just uh, touch on a couple of other things that I've been doing as well before we get into the honourable mentions for the week. The first thing is that I finished Rings of Power. I mentioned that in the intro. Have you finished Rings of Power, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, I finished it, I think, uh, last week or the week before, or whenever the last episode did. Right. Uh, yeah. I finished it last night, I think. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the temperature on that on that show, on that series? Um... I thought it was okay. Like, I'm very much, like, I'm not one of those people who's just like, it's not lore accurate. Like, they didn't do this or whatever. They they said they were adapting the timeline to suit the story they wanted to tell. Like, they, they straight up said that. You know, they were just like, we can't tell a story if we have to stick to the very strict timelines that have been established. So we're just going to manipulate it a little bit. Um, which is fair enough you know i think that's completely fine and i think for the most part it was pretty good um you can tell it's very high budget and very very well like um yeah just very well done when it came to like all the the costumes and the effects and like the camera work and and just all that sort of stuff the whole aesthetic of the show was very high budget um but it was a bit slow in a lot of places and i don't think enough happened um throughout the series for me i would have liked a bit more stuff to have actually happened um you know i guess we'll go into relative spoiler so i'll throw up a bit of a spoiler warning here um for anyone watching there's a little <laughs> bit of a spoiler warning coming here i was expecting a yeah, little bit yeah. more in this in the side of like keller more and stuff like that you know, like, I thought the show was going to be about the Rings of Power. Didn't really end up being about the Rings of Power. They were, like, made in, like, the final 10 minutes of the season. Like Rings of Power origin story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's The just, origin of the origin. Just, like, nothing really happened. Like, I think season two could be kind of cool when they're, you know, a few are in play and then they make more, don't they? And then they do this and all that kind of stuff and how that these rings are gonna you know corrupt and change the world around them and stuff like that i think that'll be cool but like this one i just don't think enough 
kind of happened um, for me. But it was good. I'd give it like a solid seven. Like, I think it was fine. Mm. Um, but I expected a little bit more. Um, what about you? Um, I, I'm, I, I thought it was, it was okay. I, I wouldn't give it a score as high as seven. I'd give it maybe five and a half or a six. Um, it wasn't bad. It's just that I think the show, uh, like the show really, I, I don't know. I feel like the show really feels like I care about these characters more than I do. And it's like, there's an elf who said six words. Like, I don't, I, am I meant to be upset that? his partner's in danger like yeah. galadriel like i don't have a history with galadriel i don't the show like thinks you do for so like you get like a bit of an intro in the first episode and a bit of like oh you know she takes things a bit too far but like that's kind of it i i, I just found that and a lot of the script delivery was really like i always found it was really melodramatic there were like seven points in the show where i was like kiss <laughs> because so many characters were like this close to each other having these like one-to-one monologues like yeah. really intense monologues. And I'm like, why? <laughs> just talk. Yeah. Like it was like a really intense conversation and it kept happening. And I was just not vibing with like the energy that some of those, the That's way some cool. of those conversations were set up. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't understand the the energy here. And there was just a really couple of other, like just really like amateur stuff in the script that I just really wasn't expecting. Like some editing here and there was really, really wonky. Um, like, I can think of a couple of things. Well, at the end when they were crafting three rings, the the sh- <laughs> the shot where they were like bit where they like placed the rings on the table, um, and it like panned to the three of them looking at the rings. Why did that last like two and a half minutes? It would just it would like pan down from above on the three rings. It went up to collateral, pan back down to the rings, up to Elrond, back down to the rings, up to Kalimba. Like, what is happening? Yeah, Why yeah. is this going on for so long? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, it's supposed to and be. Then, it's, yeah, a big deal, isn't it? But yeah, it's probably a little bit. But it's just like it just lingered for so long. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the one thing, there's just one thing that stands out in particular. But I, I couldn't believe happened was when they were on um Isildur was on the boat. And what was he doing? He was down there to set it afire, wasn't he? He was down there to like light it. And then someone walked in and caught him, whoever that ever that guy was. He was like the advisor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he was like, What are you doing? Don't do it. And then they drop the light on the floor, fine. You know, ship goes into flames. So they run to get out. Isildur runs out and he turns around. And the guy runs up the stairs and smacks his head on like a beam and gets knocked out. Okay. And then Isildo has to carry him out. And I was like, is this a Looney Tunes? <laughs> is this a Looney Tunes show? I mean... My man just like knocks himself out. <laughs> I guess. But I mean, they were in a bit of... They were in a, a, a bit of a panic, weren't they? And the ship was on fire. The guy just... Like there, but, but like, it is a bit. It's a bit slapstick. I, I don't do agree. It's it's just the tone of the show is just so all over the place. Like sometimes, sometimes it's like so fixated on trying to keep a tone, like that kind of ethereal Lord of the Rings tone, hmm. and then other and then it will do things so like in contrast to that that it just it's just so con- it's just so jarring. And that was one of the things. Yeah. Um, that sticks out. I can't remember any others, but there they were just there. Were, I remember there being quite a few points where I was like why why did that just happen like why couldn't they've just had because they got into a bit of a scuffle on the boat why couldn't they have just had a fisty cuffs it's knocks him out leaves him 
right? He looks back, he's like, oh, I have to leave him, otherwise he's going to dob me in mm. for, you know, trying to set the show. Comes upstairs, then has a feeling of guilt, and then we cut to, like, you know, will he, won't he, and then we cut to him back on land, yeah. having carried him back. Then oh, he wakes him guy. up. Then the guy runs into the beam. <laughs> but all <laughs> yeah. that should happen It was just before. so weird. Yeah. It was just so weird. I, I thought the first two episodes were, were decent. Um, I think the last episode was probably the strongest of the show. Um, some of the twists and reveals were quite were quite fun. Yeah, um, I quite liked it. I, I just found the sh- I just found it kind of bland. Like and because like in the last episode they had like the the whole thing with the what are they called in this the half wits the not hobbits. <laughs> oh yeah, I think they're just called, called? Uh, half wits. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, like that was quite uh, like a well-deserved payoff at the end when she ends up going with the the wizard. Um, that was a good payoff. Um, but who's gathered? Uh, yeah, by the but, way. but like you said, apart from that, not much happened. I mean, yeah, I assume it is. Yeah, yeah, because he, which I think is a bit lame to be said, honest. Yeah, but. that was that landed a little bit flat for me because he he said the the same thing he says in the Fellowship of the Ring. You know where they're trying to figure out where to go and they have the three tunnels in front of them and then he's just like mm-hmm. oh this is the way you know because he has he's like i have no remember of this place you know i don't remember anything of this place you know the meme um and yeah then, and then he's just like oh it's this way and then like how do you know and he's just like it smells the least foul you know when in doubt always follow your nose and then he says the same thing mm-hmm. this guy in the rings of power right so it's like this is fucking cares. Yeah. Like, I, I was really hoping it wouldn't be incarnated gadders. <laughs> I was really hoping it wouldn't be because I was hoping we'd get some extended lore with yeah, the show. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I was hoping it'd be maybe Radagast or you know the even Saruman, right? You know, he had a bit of an interesting arc. And the, there are two blue wizards off in the world doing mm. their own thing uh, that we know nothing yeah. about. You know, that's in the lore. Um, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, whatever. It, it was it was fine, like you said. It, it wasn't bad, but no. there there were bad moments that really dragged it down um, for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are people who are on the internet saying this this show was a stink. Don't give it a season two yeah, or it whatever. Right. It's just like, all right, it's not it's not that bad. Like, yeah. chill out. <laughs> this ruined my week. This ruined my week every week. Yeah. You know when I watched it. My the last three months of my life have been hell. Yeah, which is it, to be fair. I vomit every day. Yeah. Although, right. what I didn't realise until like n- nearly at the end of the series is that the the mate who's playing Galadriel, or as they say, Galadriel, um, <laughs> Mo- what's her name, Moffid Clark or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, she don't know. was she was the main actress in Saint Saint Maud. I knew I recognised her from somewhere. And Saint Maud, I've I don't know, I don't think I've spoken about it on the podcast, but it's probably one of my favourite horror films of all time. Oh, it's okay. so good. And she was really good in it. Um, it's like a religious horror. It's it's utterly terrifying. Um uh, just just very grounded and scary. Um, I would totally recommend it. Oh. Oh, I lost you for a sec, but you're back. Oh, sorry. But if you didn't hear me, I said Saint Maud. Yeah. Big recommend. Go watch okay. it. Same actress. Yeah. Uh, okay, and I suppose the other thing I should touch on is uh, Plague's Tale. I'll try to just go through this quickly. Um, yeah. uh, don't linger on it too long. 
Um, yeah, Playstyle Requiem, um, really good so far. You know the deal. It's on like an 84 and open critic or something like that at the moment. So really strong. Uh, but I think that's a couple points higher than Plague's Tale Innocence, the first one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think it's like, it's just a couple of layers short. There's a lot of people talking about how good it is visually. And it is visually, visually very good, bearing in mind that this is a next-gen only game, just like Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's missing a couple of layers, I think, that makes it um, like some big AAA blockbusters. Like the foliage isn't particularly good. The, the lip syncing isn't that great. Some of the character models are just okay. But the environments and the skyboxes um, and the texture work all looks amazing, like really detailed. Lighting is really good as well. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I see a lot of people like really emphasizing how good it looks. And I'm like, it is good. It is good. But like for a next gen only game, there are some big like downsides to the technical aspects of this game um, that that, that drag it out. It's kind of like you're only only as strong as your weakest player sort of thing. And, you know, when you've got a beautiful scene going on and the lip syncing isn't ideal and the facial animations aren't perfect, it kind of, it just brings the whole thing down. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, Other than that, the game is very good. I'm probably somewhere between an 8 and 8.5 at the moment. Um, The the gameplay has been really expanded um, to like give you different engagements and it wasn't clicking for a little bit and then it started to click and now it's making a bit more sense. It is a bit clunky here and there though. But it's, yeah. it's still mostly a stealth and utility approach to the combat. Like you don't, you're not really shooty shooty people. Um, you scavenge and you find ways to either sneak or distract, or, or you can kill. But you use kind of, like I said, it's kind of use utility to go through that. Yeah. It's very good. I suspect that score that I said eight point five is going to creep up as I go through it because the story in the first was really good. Suspect it's going to be really good here as well. Um, mm-hmm. Again, would recommend Game Pass Day One. Yeah, lovely. It's a shame that it's uh, it's like thirty, isn't it? though that's yeah that's right and there's a conversation i wanted to have with you about this because we've now had two back-to-back next-gen only games that are coming in at 30 frames and that's a bit frightening <laughs> it's pretty disappointing <laughs> yeah um yeah i definitely thought this would be the um the age of of 4k 60 right um it's 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 a little bit you know i feel like last gen we were creeping into you know we were we were basically a 4k 30 for a pretty decent amount of last gen so like why are we still at 4k 30 for next gen like can we can we can we bump it up please like i'd I'd rather you reduce graphic fidelity and lock it at a 4k 60 than you to give me a little bit more um graphic boost and half my frames um you know so it's just weird but i also don't feel like i should be needing to make that sacrifice as well like i i i I don't know why um we can't have these things um running at 60 but hey i'm no developer but yeah that's right yeah i mean because we spoke about this bit last week with gotham knights um but you know supposedly the reason was because of that they had the untethered co-op in and as a result you know the game needed to be ready to go for when someone dropped in on the other side of the map or whatever yeah and that means that they just couldn't bump it up to 60 without something going wrong if somebody did go too far or drop in you know um i'm not sure what the reasoning was with plague tale here um which does have a bit like it is 30 it does it's one of those things because i'm now like you, when you start playing 30 you obviously it's it's like it is jarring for like 10 15 minutes and then you kind of fall into it and it's kind of okay um yeah. but 
like because I'm looking at like one of the other things I wanted to speak about and the honorable mentions um, is some of the, the God of War Ragnarok previews have got have gone out right um, and some of the performance settings that that game has are, are great and one of the things that they focused uh, one of the options was 4K 40 frames which is like a really peculiar one mm-hmm. um, but that's quite interesting uh, <laughs> whether it's just because we're like you know a lot of game a lot of you know hardcore gamers or maybe core gamers as well know what 30 frames is and therefore can feel anything higher but it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be 60 to feel that and that increase but yeah, yeah i mean what, what i mean like with with these because my big concern here is is like games like starfield you know upcoming games from xbox you know like redfall start particularly starfield being the like one of the big ones maybe avow maybe hellblade um you know, how would you feel about some of these games coming in at 30? Um, are these deal breakers? They're deal breakers for a lot of people now. Um, yeah. just, just, just put it out there. I saw a lot of, you know, uh, noise on, on Twitter about this, but is that a deal breaker for you? Is Would it just be a bit disappointing or like what, what what's the temperature? It's not a deal breaker for me, but it would definitely be a bit more than just a, just a bit of disappointment. I'd, I'd be pretty pretty majorly disappointed if these games were, were at 30. Wouldn't be a deal breaker, but I would not, I would not be happy about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. And and based on on what we're seeing now, just from these last couple of releases, and just the sheer volume of what it looks like is it going to be inside Starfield and stuff like that? I'm really banking on it being thirty right now. Like I am way banking on this <laughs> shit right. being thirty instead of yeah. sixty. But like, like yeah. I, As I'd, Bethesda Game Studios ever made a 60 frames game? No, yeah. I, 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 I'd put it all on black <laughs> right now to be fucking 30 frames. Um, and that's really disappointing um, because I feel like an open world game like that would just play so fucking good at 60. And it would make the combat, that let's be honest, Bethesda combat can be a little bit jank and a little bit odd and a bit slow sometimes. I think 60 can really help to just make that feel better as well. Um Yes, it, it, it can just make that that still kind of janky combat feel better. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be pretty disappointed, but not a deal breaker. No. Yeah, and I'm totally with you there. I hadn't mentioned it. Yeah, depends on the genre totally, doesn't it? You know, like um, Plague Tale. I don't think it's a big deal for gameplay. No, um, it's kind of relatively slow anyway, it, and set PC and stuff it, like that. So. There's like a lot of auto aim snap, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Um, you don't need precise aiming. Bethesda games, I mean, it would help, but you know, when there are systems like that, even you know, with uh, Skyrim, I mean, I suppose things like aiming with the bow and the crossbow can be a bit more mechanically challenging if you want it to be. Fallout as well, uh, but again, there's the they're quite. Uh, lenient with the auto aim and the aim assist but still mm. it it would help first person games always helps <laughs> you know yeah um 100 yeah i'm with you mm-hmm. i'm with you okay um so while we're on the topic then i just very quickly wanted to skim over the top of god of war ragnarok because as i said there were some previews and it's made a lot of noise and it's 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 nothing it, i doubt it's something we're going to be playing on on launch i definitely won't be because i don't have a ps5 yeah so no. i plan to at some point I won't be. um not for <laughs> the amount of money that Sony charges. <laughs> um, so uh, all the previews looked somewhat good, um, and I, I, I don't, I'm not going to go into like the, the what what I thought because this is not this is not a console war 
podcast if you're here for that sorry this just isn't the right one <laughs> mm-hmm. um but what the reason i'm bringing it up is because i'm seeing a lot of noise about um people are like stretching to make a uh, there's like a troll going around on the internet at the moment like a troll as in from the game mm-hmm. and it looks like it looks it looks stupid it, it looks like a stupid troll by design right okay and a lot like of people goof, are a lot like of like, goofy, like a lot low, of us... low intelligence yeah. of being creature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It's like rocky, it's covered in scales and rocks and stuff. And like Xbox, fellow Xbox, right? I've taken the screenshot and been like, oh, PlayStation's got their Craig. You know, like save as for a 320p upload. And it's like this whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been like flex. I've got this meme saved on my phone, which is like it's from one of the Batman comics. So he's like snapping a gun, and he's like, "This is the weapon of the enemy. We don't need it." And I'm, I'm like sending that to everyone. So I'm like, guys, yeah. please stop. It's like the this whole endless brute. circle of violence. It's like the whole brute situation we had with Halo Infinite. That's what I mean. Yeah, people. That's what people are literally yeah. doing. They're putting the the Halo Infinite Craig to him. Yeah. Oh, and is that like, what it was? Same, it was like... Craig. Sorry, I didn't know the brute's name. When you did the Craig thing, yeah. it flew over my head. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I see. And that's that's what. And then they're trying to compare the two, and I'm like, like we all know Craig looked like less than ideal, and that wasn't even the finished version of the get. Like the game got a delay after that point, so yeah. you know, it's not like it's even an ample comparison. And it's just like, oh, do we need to do this? It's just such shit discourse. I'm really getting a workout on my mute button, though. But like, so that's good. I'm really I learning who I want off my timeline. <laughs> I don't get it, though, because it, does the troll not look good graphically? Because the whole point in the whole Craig meme was it genuinely looked bad graphically. Oh, fine. Like, if, this, if yeah. this troll from God of War just looks like a low-intelligence creature, like a troll yeah. would be... But it still graphically looks quite impressive. Why are we comparing it? But they're two different things. Yeah, no, they are. No, you're right. Like, and it just looks goofy. It doesn't look bad, and in fact, it, it looks quite good. Like in terms of its yeah. fidelity, it's just people do that thing where they like, they they literally just save it and downres it and then Why? post it a picture versus a HD version. It's like, what is the point of this? What's going to happen when fucking Fable releases? Because <laughs> so many enemies in Fable look. Goofy. I know they're going to get fucking torn apart. Even I know, it it's so circular. Good. Starfield's going to come out. People are going to look at, you know, a pile of fruit on the floor. Take a picture. Oh, look at this. It's just like, oh, it's just endless. It's just... Yeah. Every time you do this, someone else is going to do it in return. Yeah, exactly. You know, every action has an equal and an opposite reaction. Yo, it's not good. It's annoying. I know. Good advice. Right? Newton's third law. Thank you. Anyway, so that's fun. Uh, after that, we had, though, um, a silent hill showing. Did yes, we not? We did. Uh, and the, I, I didn't watch any of the trailers. I'm sorry. I don't know Me anything either. about I have no history with the silent hill uh, other than my friend telling me to watch the clip where Pyramid Head rips the skin off someone in the film. That's <laughs> pretty oh, cool. Okay, yeah, cool. That's pretty hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Silent Hill. I've watched playthroughs of like loads of the games. I like the whole premise of Silent Hill, um, the whole lore behind it and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never really played any of those games. I feel like they were kind of not really in my era. And if they were, I was kind of just playing happy stuff that didn't make me depressed as a child. You know, that sort of thing wasn't really my vibe when I was a kid growing up. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty exciting. And I definitely might might sort of dip my toes in because now I'm an adult and I do enjoy horror games and horror genre I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah, it's a good opportunity for me to maybe dip in my toes and play a nice little remake of what people perceive to be one of the best Silent Hills. So Silent Hill 2, I believe, is the one game remade. Oh, but sorry, Tim. There's a small de- detail you're missing here. Silent Two Hill remake. I have. A well, I hope. I'm hope, I hope you weren't planning to play that on your Xbox. No, I wasn't. I have a PlayStation. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to be able to play on, on my man. Xbox. Be, sorry. Oh, sorry. Be you can finish your bit. Be outraged. You can do your bit. Go. 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 <laughs> because, wow. Have I got news for you? What? This game won't be coming to... It won't be coming to Game Pass. Oh, you think that's bad? It won't oh. even come to Xbox. Oh, for, you... Uh, for a year. Oh. Uh, Are you serious? I'm, I, 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 for one, am shocked. I, for one, am appalled. Consider me outraged. We should just... We should, we should... We should make a clip of this and just send it to the CMA. Yeah. <laughs> For fucking, we are we are outraged by this. Yeah, we are quite clearly <laughs> outraged. Um, no, yeah, I saw this coming a fucking mile off. Um, and it's the same way I, you know, I'm used to Final Fantasy being an exclusive, uh, and Resident Evils being exclusives, um, timed exclusives and stuff like that. Because I think the new RE4 is a timed exclusive, isn't it, or is it not? That's what I thought, but I checked and I, it's not. It not. Okay, that's no, that's no. That's it, it was revealed at at a PlayStation showcase, but it Marked no, it doesn't have a timed exclusivity okay. period. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that kind of I I I mean, Resident Evils haven't had that for a long time. Like especially the continuations, like Biohazard and Village and all that. They've all been multiplat, um, and yeah, I don't really think um, I don't think Resident Evil now that I think about it has ever had a playstation allegiance or did resident evil 4 only release on playstation i can't remember no i'm pretty sure it's so. uh yeah i don't think they ever have i just think it's one of those things where sony have always just marketed resident evil so it just comes across as sony brand um but yeah no it's uh yeah i i definitely i saw the Silent hill thing um coming a mile off and uh yeah, but I still think it's a cool opportunity for me to potentially do it. Um, you know, I'm going to have to look into it because with every Sony purchase, I, I have to not eat food for a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> so I'll have to, I'll definitely have to look into it. Got a budget. Yeah, yeah exactly. you've really got yeah. a budget. You've got to plan that shit in advance. Um, but there are obviously so... some absolute shoe-ins. Like, I'm definitely buying final fantasy 16 i am definitely buying re4 but re4 is also available on xbox so we could probably just game share that um but yeah there are definitely um, yeah yeah but silent hill needs to win me over but it's cool that it's coming back we haven't seen silent hill in a long time so great yeah yeah cool we are we are in the age of remakes which is good i'm I'm all for that you know it helps with present well it, it helps with preservation um you know it gives some of these games a chance to come to a new audience you know i look at mass effect trilogy that was a i just it just wasn't something i was interested in playing back then i just played call of duty and and really nothing else maybe some skyrim here and there mm. um 
but I, I really enjoyed going through that whole trilogy, even if some of the things hadn't aged brilliantly. You know, they you know they did their best. Um, you know, the game still got like ninety on Open Critic or something. The, the trilogy that is, uh, you know, the collection, um, and that mm. was a really good time. Dead Space never played it. Might might play the remake. Um, first so, Dead Space, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played any of them. Uh, so it depends on the execution of these things, because I know some people are also a bit upset, you know, sometimes if it's the upgrade isn't that big and it's full price. You know, we look at kind of the outrage around Last of Us Part 1 remake, for example, when it's third remake, you know, the possibility of a Horizon Zero Dawn remake. Like some of the, yeah, like, uh, they're kind of riding the line a bit, but, you know. Yeah, but like an RE4 getting a full I... engine overhaul is like, that's pretty hype. We haven't yes. seen that game in fucking yeah. ages and it's probably... Uh, yeah, I mean, that game is probably one of the best sort of action horror games ever, ever made. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to give that a go. Because, um, I, I, you, know, you know, I've never played a Resident Evil game. Um, but I, I generally like hopping into the ones in a long series that people generally consider the best if, there's, if they do a remake. So, mm-hmm. um like whether like Final Fantasy remake, I would play. I've never played the Final Fantasy oh, you game, can but play I would that play that in twenty twenty five. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Probably yeah. sit down and play that yeah. when your son goes off to university. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's so when it's on its next remake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also unexclusive on the PlayStation Eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh yeah, that'll be it's all cool stuff. And I think um there is there is a tie in here I suppose we can do for the sake of uh for the sake of flow um around Silent Hill is that a really reliable insider. And there is a bit of a mixed opinion on this, but a very reliable insider, Millie A, right? Millie A. She uh she's I believe she does like data analytical stuff, has a lot of information on Sony, has a good track record. Said that the ongoing CMA investigation for the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard has indeed delayed any showcase plans for Sony. Exclusive titles and first-party IP were locked in, and Sony believed that a showcase will add weight to Microsoft's arguments. Silent Hill and Kojima, who am I, reveal were part of the show. So, if if Millie's right, uh, this Silent Hill showcase was initially going to be part of PlayStation. And they said, no, we don't want this to be associated with us because it strengthens Microsoft arguments. Do, do it by yourself. But then add at the end that it's one year exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> just do your own thing, though. Which is just... Mm. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. Like Underhanded. <laughs> yeah, surely this just... Surely that in itself, I mean, it's not hard evidence, like we said, but like... That in itself is such a bad look. It just makes you look even slimier than you already are. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I... Yeah, if you don't want to be perceived as the console doing a lot of exclusive deals, don't do the exclusive deals. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's your solution. Like, holding back on showcases. Because like, they haven't, bear in mind, PlayStation haven't had a, sh- like, a proper showcase in it in a long time now. They've done a couple yeah. of like medium sized directs. Like, a proper sh- they haven't had one in like 18 months, maybe longer. I can't remember the exact timings. Um, so they're just holding. They're holding because this acquisition has been going on for so long. If what Millie's saying is, is to be believed. Yeah. I, it's so weird to me. It's so weird to me that they can call a Dewey is this important. They're literally just like fucking hold off on everything, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's right. It's mental to me. But... Wouldn't, want them, wouldn't want them thinking that we make a lot of timed exclusive deals. 
Yeah. Wouldn't want them thinking that. Would <laughs> wouldn't want them knowing the reality of the situation. Yeah. That yeah. would be that would be dark. Can't have them knowing the truth. Gar. No, not the just truth. just our truth. Yeah. And so I suppose I should add just to just for sake of fairness, um Jeff Grubb did say that he hasn't he hasn't heard contradict from my understanding, someone correct me if I'm wrong, that he hasn't heard this. Not not that he hasn't heard that that is incorrect, but he hasn't heard that that is the case. Yeah. So that's what yeah. that's what I meant when I said there's like a bit of mixed information, but but merely has a very um consistent uh track record. So mm. yeah, <sighs> bit of a weird one. Um but we'll see what Sony does with this, really, because there might be something else. I feel like there's another show. Is it a Final Fantasy showcase coming up? I think it is. I think there's a Final Fantasy showcase coming up in the next month Maybe. or so. Yeah. And again, it, it might be the same case that this was all going to be part of Sony's thing, but they're like, actually, just do your own thing. Again, mm. just just put up a PlayStation splash screen at the end. One year time exclusivity, at least. Uh, but for the most part, don't associate it with us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, Very probably. slimy. Very slimy. Yeah. Um, okay, what else did I have to say? Um, I think that might be it for the honorable mentions, you know. Um, I think right, we can probably move into the main stories. 50 yeah, minutes man. in. What time are we on? Oh, yeah, sorry, we tied in a few things that we did well. Okay. Talk about fish skin or anything. That's true. Uh... <laughs> that is true. <laughs> And oh, this is great! This is great timing. So we've got Mohammed in the chat. Hi, brothers. When avowed release? <laughs> so straight to the point. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty three. How about that? End of twenty twenty three. Holiday twenty three. I reckon. Yeah, it's no one. <laughs> if no we're one knows lucky. For sure. Um, but yeah, speculation is probably uh, end of next year. Yeah, I can't see it being any earlier than that. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it if it went into twenty four. If I'm honest. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's I think the two the two variables really are um uh Hellblade two and Avowed. Uh so it just depends which comes first really and it's hard to say which is further along. I uh, like because I, we know Avowed if I had has to just throw out a guess, I'd probably say Avowed is a bit further along. I know we've seen stuff from Hellblade two, but just just from the amount of like like how they've made everyone so publicly aware of you know of how much uh they've been delayed and how much covid has hurt them and stuff like that i'm thinking maybe you know that's them just kind of easing everyone into you know it's going to take a long time it's going to be a little while longer um but yeah i don't know because it's so hard to say mm-hmm. because about it's just been so silent like they could be way further along than we think they're just being really silent Right. So, so sorry. You you think avowed is first? Did I, hear that I right? think avowed might be first. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's hard to say. I guess you know, just following my nose, you know, in the great words of um, Gandalf, um, I would I would say I would say that Hellblade is further along simply because we've seen gameplay of Hellblade yeah. and we haven't seen gameplay of Avowed. Perfectly possible that schedules just haven't lined up, and so we haven't seen gameplay of about really um i mean we know the original trailer we got at e3 whenever it was two years ago was in engine stuff but you know not quite you know in game but it is hard to say we do know that hellblade has been particularly affected by 
what's particularly affected by COVID because they do a lot of mocap, you know, they do a lot of in, like texture and material scanning, a lot of in-person stuff that can't be done remotely. Um, so yeah, I think it's one of them comes out holiday next year, and I think another one comes out first half twenty four. Don't know which. Yeah, agreed. So uh, let's follow that up then. Let's follow up um, the avowed story, Tim. Um, the one now, I, I found out during this story that um, Tim actually doesn't have thumbs. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I scrolled down, dude. It was just like a less pixelated version. That's all I had. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm going back to the link, actually. Screw this. I'm going to fight my corner. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll past your stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, I, I sent him a link, and I was like, "Oh, look, there's a, a valid screenshot here." And it was, like, "I don't get it." Like, because on the on the link, it had a blurred version, a second blurred version, and then a clear version. You know, if you're interested in what the screenshot is that we're talking about, just Google a valid leak yeah, screenshot. So I stopped... uh, I've got part of it in the thumbnail. I stopped at the second blurred version, assuming that. Yeah. It wouldn't go any further. Fine. I could have scrolled like all the way fucking down, whatever. It's weird the way the article did it. There's only so many times I can get debated before I just click off an article and the second blurred image is when I do it. But there was still text. There was like you could have Yeah, the text on articles like that are just so waffly. They're like Avowed, as you know, was re- was announced in 2018. It's being made by Obsidian. Obsidian is spelled O B S. You know, it's just like they're just so fucking wordy, dude. They never actually say anything when you read into the article. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Anyway, there's an image. <laughs> it's fine. There's an image. Yeah, uh, as, uh, and the, the story behind the image was essentially Jez Corden had posted to Twitter, you know, from Windows Central about uh, about this, you know, somebody had asked him about when or something like that. And he replied with a really pixelated image from uh, footage he has. Um, and of course, people try to use like AI and technology to like unpixelate it. And so we got a slightly less fuzzy version. But then some rando replied to the, the Twitter thread with a totally clear version. Like this person clearly has access to the footage as well and just found what it looked like and took a screenshot and posted it. Um, And the screenshots got everyone tingling a little bit. You know, I think it, you know, it's a guy with two hands. He's got like the Doctor Strange, like purple rings um, around his hands. And Mm -hmm. my man's dual spell casting. casting. Um, There's like a little lake and a little uh, like brick tower in the lake. Looks nice. It doesn't look re- like it looks like an old picture, which it is. Apparently, it's like three years old. Yeah, which bodes very well because going doesn't it? Gets the mind going. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, Avad has always had this really cool like uh, like aesthetic to it when it came to like magic and how it looks like it's going to handle magic. And um, and I think this image just reinforces that. I think this might be one of the coolest RPGs to actually like wield magic in. Um, and I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, very excited. I mean, this is probably up there for our, for the two of us. It's in my top three anticipated games. Yes, yeah, just full stop. I think. Yeah, just full stop. Um, yeah, 
Ditto, ditto. And so uh, I suppose, you know, where I wanted to take the conversation other than, you know, cool screenshot is that um, we do know that Avowed had like a little bit of a reboot, um, a little bit of a change in directed uh, uh, creative direction, like, like a long time ago, three years ago. So before we even saw the uh, announced trailer, whenever it was in 2020, I think. Um, and it wasn't a big deal. Apparently, they were just what they really wanted to do was a bit ambitious, and they said that um, they they essentially felt that, that they needed to do go for a good Obsidian game, but like step it up instead of whatever they were going for before. You know, we don't have any more details, and this is word on the street. You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing from a collection of insiders who have said similar things. Um, and so I, I wanted to gauge like how you feel about that, like kind of the idea of. Obsidian doing something really big, but actually deciding they need to just downscale, do an Obsidian game, do those good RPG mechanics with some good storytelling, like the Outer Worlds, but step it up, you know, do take that to the next level, whatever that means. Um, yeah. Maybe instead of going for something a lot more ambitious, like what are kind of your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's ever good when a developer gets, you know, neutered, so to speak, to uh, to downgrade their their idea, but maybe it's just simply because it would be like too much too vast and stuff like that you know there needs to be some focus in a game as well sometimes um but i mean you know for them to still have that obsidian magic and make that obsidian style game with their rpg and stuff like that but you know take it to heights that have never been taken before is still a very exciting prospect even if it's not quite you know exactly what they imagined or you know maybe they wanted to do more but they were told no or something like that um it's still uh, it's still very exciting yeah um and I'm, I'm i'm pretty buzzed because they don't make bad games so they don't make bad games and you know what the only chance that that studio had of making a bad game was if they tried to stretch beyond their limitations you know bearing in mind that they're making like four different games at the moment they've got like the yeah. pentiment team the grounded team the avowed team and the outer worlds two team um yeah. so it doesn't surprise me they were like avowed we just need to rein it in keep some of these cool mechanics that we've you know we've brainstormed and we've got here but overall maybe just bring the scale down a little bit and we've heard it's kind of um it is like triple a in scope but it's not bethesda game studios in scope yeah you know it's like a big outer wild uh, outer world sorry um which is which i think is like there's always going to be a time for a more ambitious game like obsidian are under this will be their first big budget game under xbox you know mm. Obviously, I'm excluding Grounded because um, it's not big budget, arguably. Um, there'll always be time for a bigger one. They can ups, upsize, what, 50 to 100 more in the, if they need to in the next five years. Avowed 2. Like, there's the original, you know, the original vision. Um, mm. there's, there's nothing, I don't think, there's nothing wrong with downsizing if it results in a, because my understanding is a lot of games go through this. And, you know, I think if, if we all think about the creative processes we've done in our lives, there usually is a bit of downsizing, whether it's you're like yeah. you're writing an essay, or you're making a video, or you're making a picture, you're drawing a picture, yeah. whatever it is. It's never usually exactly you start big and then you it. whittle it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So you know, just just following that logic, I think it that makes sense, and I and I'm fine with that. I want a pretty avowed with some in that pillars universe because I'm really interested in that pillars universe. I want it to be colorful but kind of dark. 
I want cool magic. I want some the RPG mechanics like Outer Worlds did, because in my opinion, the Outer Worlds are some of the coolest, some of the best RPG gameplay yeah. to, to date, to be honest. Yeah, um, they have really cool skills just, and trade-offs with all like their like techniques and right. abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I want I want all of that shit. Um and that's what about is gonna be by the sounds of it. I'm I definitely I want there to be like a cool I'm I'm curious what the defining like mechanic is going to be in Avowed. <laughs> Separating, you know, kind of like how Outer Worlds had the time dilation. You know, Bethesda yeah. Game Studios have like vats or they've got like the dragon shouts, dragon powers, whatever. Uh yeah, I'm curious to be able to see what that what that mechanic is. I have a feeling it'll be something narratively because the Pillars universe, a lot of it is about spirits. Like it's essentially about reincarnation. Like people's yeah. I think, so correct me if I'm wrong, like people's souls get recycled and get put into new people. <laughs> the oh, people okay. have like we we all have like heritage in us from people who from spirits, from people who lived before. Oh, That's, okay, I believe I kind of the the premise of the universe. And That's there are some people who can see and speak into those speak to those Previous other beings. spirits yeah. and souls yeah from from the same person so i suspect it'll have to do something like that narratively but we'll have to see yeah. this game's gonna slap i'm definitely i'm definitely this is the game i'm most excited to see more of oh yeah <laughs> for like do, do you know what i mean well, we've seen fucking yeah. nothing and i just that's right <laughs> yeah like i said the other day i was just like it's good to know that we were just all having like a shared fever dream and the game does actually exist <laughs> that's right um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right um and would you believe it we're not done talking about obsidian um, oh, oh. i know as obsidian founder fergus urquhart says he would love to make a new Fallout game. And this has obviously been on the top of a lot of people's, you know, Obsidian having made New Vegas 2. It's, uh, it's something that was immediately recognized when the Bethesda acquisition came about after the Obsidian acquisition. Um, and this is what he said. Um, of course, if we ever got the opportunity to make another Fallout game, we'd make it. There's not even a question of whether or not we would do it. It's just, will the opportunity arise? At some point, we'll start looking into what those next games are going to be, and I would be su- I'd be surprised if Fallout is not on that list. If we were to do, uh, if we were to do a Fallout, it has to time with what Bethesda is doing with Fallout and a lot of other things. But I would always personally say my hope is that before I ride off into the sunset, I'd love to make another Fallout game. That's fun. It's a fun bit of fanfic to hold on to. <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool. Yeah, it's nice to know that you know that shit still is so close to their heart and you know they'd obviously love to make another one um probably a continuation right it probably would be new vegas too um mm-hmm. or something like that and um yeah man yeah uh, that's 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 so exciting um i still don't think that will happen before the likes of like fallout we die five. <laughs> before we die yeah but i just think fallout <laughs> 5 will come before new vegas too um I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I think it's yeah, it's it's a good it's a good point actually because you know, Fallout, we know Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls is next for Bethesda Game Studios, you know. If Starfield is releasing next year in 23, mm. when's Elder Scrolls releasing? 2029? 
because uh, they're working on it. It's, really it's, not, it's not like they're just not doing anything on it until Starfield's done. Uh, it is working well, what's in the cadence? parallel. Um, just not quite um, the workforce needed. Uh, I can imagine. What's their usual release cadence? I mean, is it Fallout 4? Does 76 count as a Bethesda Studios game? I don't know. I can imagine it being like 26, maybe. 26, maybe 27. Because, I mean, that's ridiculous. Because they, since they revealed their title screen and that it was in development, when was that? It was a, that was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? At least, yeah. I think it was, like, it was so either like, 2020 or 2019. Yeah, so like... What, are you looking at a potential 10 years since you announced the game? That's such a long time. You know, not many game <laughs> yeah. studios do that. That's crazy. Like, the shit's being worked yeah. on. It's just not... It just doesn't quite have the scale it needs. So, I I, I could see it like 26. A few years after Starfield. Um, I think Fallout will be fucking like 2030s. Yeah. Mental. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, no, it's interesting to try and build out the timeline. Um, like... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm just looking at the history. So Fallout 4 was 2015. Fallout 76 was 2018. Um, well, so like roughly a three-year cadence. Um, and when was and Elder Scrolls like Skyrim was 2011, obviously, wasn't it? So four years. So... We can maybe assume about four years, yeah. maybe, you know, uh, it, it depends really, um, which would put it at, would put it at 2027. So yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe that process will be sped up a bit by the fact that they're making for one console, maybe and PC and um, who knows, not me. Uh, oh yeah. So, okay. So fine. So if we're looking at about, let's just say 2027 for the sake of argument that, and then yeah, maybe 2031, let's say, you know, for, for the next Fallout 5. I, I could see if Avowed comes out next year and that team starts development on another Fallout, that could feasibly come out before Fallout 5. Yeah, okay, no? yeah. If they hand it off to Obsidian, yeah. If they make if they make like a New Vegas 2 or another yeah, spin-off or whatever. Yeah, agreed, yeah. They that... could make a double-A scope game. Yeah, so that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd actually say... I'd say that that might be more likely to come out before Fallout 5 now that I think about like Elder Scrolls and Starfield and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. It just depends on the teams because obviously Obsidian works with smaller teams 
they have a lot of small teams whereas bethesda is one big team bethesda games yeah softworks anyway um yeah so i will see it's on the docket and i think that's exciting you know it would be a massive pr win like i'd really get people excited oh yeah um, oh it's gonna happen it's just a the, question of when yeah i guess i guess you're probably right yeah why wouldn't they you know exactly. it's just a win for everyone i suppose it's, it's just a fucking it's just a straight up win the game's gonna sell like hotcakes dub it's gonna be like every, yeah. everyone's gonna be like oh we love microsoft they bought all these people and they're combining them we got new vegas too let's go yeah. you know it's just like it's just there's, <laughs> there's no l to be taken it's just, it will happen <laughs> yeah yeah that's a giant dub sandwich mm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, um, we'll see, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm interested in Fallout because I think it's a really interesting universe. It's not, you know, I never really, again, I never really played Fallout 3 back in the day. If there was a full-on remake, which there really should have been for the 25th anniversary, I mean, yeah. teams are, you know, clearly head down on Starfield and, you know, whatever, but man. And like, something like that, again, would be a perfect strain to Game Pass, Xbox exclusive. I don't think they would because... Even just like a HD port and concerned do like about a, like a Mass Effect collection style, uh, just HD remake, just bundle like three New Vegas, four, you know, all together and just make a sort of Fallout collection. I think that would be really cool for the anniversary. Yeah. Didn't need to be a straight out yeah. Fallout remake. I'd be interested in playing that because I played Fallout 4 and I and I enjoyed my time with it, you know, especially after people, you know, so many people rag on it like it's the, the worst thing they've ever played in their life. It's, it's, it's really game. not. It's very good. It's very <laughs> I can see some flaws game. in it for sure where people said, you know, with, with the voice protagonist. Um, I, I quite liked it, but I could see the criticisms that people were, were, were sort of angling for. Uh, but I think there's a lot of playing through it. Like, I definitely feel like there's a lot of opportunity and potential in that universe. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, we'll see. Did you hear that? My elbow just cracked. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, I just assumed you smacked it on the desk. <laughs> that was a crack. Was horrible. Gross. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, new dynamic background, Tim. Static K. See this uh, shit? Yeah, I saw this. It looks great. It reminds me of the... Um, yeah, it does look nice, doesn't it? That, uh, the Destiny 1 Cosmodrome, the broken plane, when you used to fight oh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, the yeah, Fallen. Yeah, yeah. It really yeah. reminds me of that. I thought it was a Destiny 2 background. Yeah. Steady. Like, it's just so weird. It's, it's so funny. It's I know I do this so often, but when we have these conversations about the up, about the upcoming games, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's another one. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot this one. Steady to go through. <laughs> I, ho- I really hope they nail this one. Through. Yeah, well. Going for a more realism look by the looks of it, but according, you know, if the trailer is anything to be believed. Um, and I think there was some compass there. Was so the word on the street is that they're trying to uh, get the characters, like flesh out the characters a lot more, so that okay. you actually are following a narrative with with actual people rather than you know stat bots. <laughs> yeah, rather, than, I'm hungry. Get us medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I search boxes really quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I shoot zombies good. Yeah. Um, okay. Next story. Don't have much to add, but Microsoft is making some layoffs this year. Um, um, a thousand, about a thousand layoffs estimated. That's not mm. ideal. Um, you, you kind of, you kind of get the impression that a lot of these big tech companies are kind of indestructible. Um, so this is just kind of sad. 
it like, it's just a big sad. sad face. Yeah, I mean, a thousand um, people losing their jobs is obviously, it's yeah, it's horrible. But also, not to like dilute it or make it seem insignificant, but a thousand people losing jobs in Microsoft is but a drop in the ocean. Um, yeah, that's true. But it's you know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it. It's still horrible. These people's careers. But yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so, so you know, uh, Xbox is part of these layoff, layoffs as well, and I guess this is, um, yeah, I, I, it's just a weird thing, you know, especially when Microsoft are, ma- are making sixty-eight billion dollar acquisitions. It's kind of it is a bit of a bad look, I yeah. think, you know, when they're making such a big acquisition of, of Activision to be laying off so many people. Because does this mean that now hiring, like, like this makes me think that Xbox are really going to slow down the acquisitions after Activision Blizzard, whether it goes through or not despite what they've said publicly like they they've said they're going to keep going after this but then it's like why maybe maybe these are just more like the roles have become redundant due to ai or something like that you know do you know what i mean yeah, uh, rather yeah, exactly. than um money but you don't we know, know it's just like a, at the moment. yeah you, you don't know if it's just a cash flow issue it could be something a bit more valid you know as to why why this is happening yeah so, yeah all right. Um, elite controllers, they're next. They're on Design Labs now. You can make your pink, your blue, uh, and your gold controller if you want. Um, yeah. And kind of cheaper than I was expecting as well. Yeah, Not going to lie. I agree. I was kind of expecting if I just went mental on a controller, which I'm sure I probably still could rack up quite the price tag if I uh, changed everything. Um, I was expecting yeah. like the high 200s. Um, That's yeah. Right definitely um same price as my uh, controller another console uh, another controller that got announced recently isn't it mm. yeah weird that a controller that you weird can't customize um... and basically does <laughs> the same thing yeah so yeah it's a funny thing you know i think these these announcements clearly happened um in response to one another uh we're of course talking about the playstation edge uh which is like you know the elite controller competitor um so I suppose let's start with the the design labs first before we go into that. Um, I did have a fiddle around on the website. I don't know if you did. I had a fiddle around with the colours. Um, I hadn't I hadn't realised, but after having listened to a couple of impressions, apparently the options here are a little bit scaled back from what they used to be. Because I think like you used to be able to put like patterns on, like camos, for example, like stripes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not an option here. It, there's just a bunch of matte colours. There's a couple of different finishes. Um, and, you, you know, th- there are quite a lot of options. Like, you can change not just, like, the thumbstick color. I don't know if that's always been a thing. Yeah. Um, the, the ringlets around the thumbsticks as well. Um, nice. The color, the base of the thumbsticks. Like, just a lot of, like, detail. Um, the color of the paddles. Um, just lots okay. of cool stuff. Yeah, really, that's... you can make a very sick controller. It's pretty cool. I see um, you made one for QRP. I did, yeah. I just I, I didn't mess around with it too much. I just I wanted to make like a you know like a quite good like a sultry controller, like a kind of a a dark woody kind of one. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I, I yeah, just I made it like colors. a bit bronzy. No, I didn't use our colors. That's true. Um, I was just fiddling around with it. Uh, yeah, I think I just think the white. Although it's a good, like, there's a good point on the website when you're when you're making the um, thumbsticks. Anything that's not black, 
it pops up with a note saying, "Be careful, these will get these will <laughs> these will not be white soon. <laughs> you grubby uh, little gamer hands are yeah. going to discolor these thumbsticks." <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's completely legit and a good warning to have because yeah. no doubt people would complain. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. I just hadn't considered it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the PlayStation Edge then, that got announced, um, and we we have a bit of information. Firstly, it's releasing uh, January twenty sixth, uh, and it's two hundred dollars, two hundred and ten pounds. That's weird. That's like the first time in my entire life I've ever seen something launch higher in the UK in price. Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the pound. And the UK government at the moment are, you know, six feet under. <laughs> they are there. There is hell to pay. It's rough. Yeah. Um, it's rough. But we also know that, you know, PlayStation have in- increased the price of the PlayStation fives in in the UK and, and other territories that isn't the US. So this just might be that again. They might be like, yeah, let's just charge more because we can. You know, yeah. In those other territories. Um. So from what I can tell. Uh, this is this is largely very very similar to the Elite Controller. There are three profiles. There, uh, it comes with a, le- a leather clamshell kind of case. Mm-hmm. Um, it has paddles. Only got two of them. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, there's remappable buttons and you know all that good stuff. You know, you can go into an app and, and remap like you can with the with the Elite. Can't change the color of the button though on it, can you? Oh my god! Can't do that. Get rolled. Money down the drain. Money down. Although well, you could also argue drain. that the LED, the PlayStation Five, has color changing LEDs based on what's happening in the game anyway, and has since launch. Nah, yeah, it doesn't. yeah. The PlayStation Five controller and stuff like that changes color. Like if you're in combat, the LEDs go red and stuff like that. And did you, I know the the DualShock Four did? I don't. They had the light bar. Is that what no, you're talking no, about? No, the light bar no, on the no, back. No, no, no. I'm talking about the PlayStation Five. The little ring around the the touchpad changes color um, for some games depending on what's going on. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, but it's not like they don't have. It's just like red, blue, it's not orange. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like it goes purple or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, and so like the, the the two features here that that kind of distinguish it. Um, the first thing, which I I forgot to put in the notes, was which I thought was so bizarre, is a cable lock. So it, uh, you know, you plug it into the top of the controller to charge, yeah, and, and you can flip the switch out. on it that locks it in. That's such a like seller solution to a problem that you've created. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is it? Why, uh, could cables fall out of PS5 controllers? I assume so. Yeah. I mean, like, are people like how long are these cables you're playing with? Are you playing them at like max distance? They're like it's like a tripwire across your yeah. whole room. Yeah, I think. Like, What's going on? With it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, so it's just peculiar. And then the other thing, which um, is getting um, a lot of good reception which i agree is that there are swappable stick modules um i initially thought this was just kind of a shit way to get more money uh because i didn't realize on the on the elite controller you can tighten the tension on the sticks Hmm. 
to three different profiles to like you can have a tighter one like the 360 did or a looser one if you prefer that um i thought you could use that to tighten the sticks if you started to experience any drift turns out i was wrong <laughs> you can't do that that's not what that's for um but with this the idea is that you can essentially pull the sticks out of the out of the edge and buy some more and put them in if you start to experience drift okay. so it is on one hand it is a little bit again sell a solution to the problem like j- just make sticks that yeah, don't drift buy more accessories when it goes wrong yeah. but is that really real like has a controller ever been made that doesn't drift at some point but like, no. it, it feels like it's more a symptom of usage than it is of manufacturing and design yeah you know? i think so yeah yeah it's it yeah it's very hard to design something um for wear and tear when everyone's wear and tear is different right um yeah so yeah so upon you know upon being corrected um i i think that's a dub <laughs> that's a dub but um i am a bit shocked at the price this is really steep like you can get especially the series two have been on the market for a while and i know we have also criticized the durability of these controllers on the show quite a lot but you can get them now for about 135 pounds i don't know what that you know maybe 150 dollars this is coming in 50 dollars more expensive than that roughly or like 210 pounds you know looking like 70 quid more expensive which is just crazy to me and it doesn't even have four paddles that's like the weirdest thing to me i don't know maybe they yeah. just figured a lot of their users wouldn't use four but the, the xbox you can unclip as many as you like i know a lot of people that just use one right yeah i only use two um, to be fair um yeah, yeah yeah it's maybe it's just the the ergonomics of the controller maybe they tried it with four paddles and it just felt weird there wasn't like enough space or there wasn't um yeah i'm not really too sure but yeah the whole like yeah two paddles thing is yeah that is it's a little bit sucky yeah it's a bit a bit weird mm. yeah but it's it's nice that i think i think it's good i think it's good this this these sorts of elite controllers i think are a really good direction for us to be going um mm. and hopefully it actually likes to fire under microsoft's or xbox's ass a little bit um to put to, to do something new with their controllers because they had that you know they had that edge of like well, yeah, our controller might be the same as last gen, but we have a premium controller. Well, now they don't have that as a selling yeah. point anymore. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if, if Phil's comments are to be believed, then it, it sounds like they have something in the oven, but remains to be seen. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What are we at? Aaron 20. What have we got left? Not too much. Um... All right, uh, so let's supposedly, Tim, Microsoft is building an Xbox mobile gaming store to take on Apple and Google. Um, this came from The Verge, from what I could tell first. Um, and then a couple of different outlets started to report on it. Um, it it's obviously not an official confirmation, but uh, you know, in the same way that there's a Play Store, there's an iOS store, Microsoft wants to have a Xbox mobile store. Don't know how they plan to do that distribution. Is it mostly for cloud purchases or are they buying native mobile games or are they just prepping to own King? You know, I don't know. maybe seems... they do plan on just making some first party mobile games. It's a bit weird to me. I don't know. I feel like Apple and Google play are just so established at the moment. It, it, it just, it just makes sense to just put those games 
on those stores and they're, they're just going to sell more they're just going to get more downloads i feel like you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot um and a lot of companies have had issues when they've done this created like their own it's not the same thing but when like pc uh pc uh, companies have created like their own launches away from steam it's never really gone that well uh people tend to I mean, they flock to it if they have to, but they're not happy about it sort of thing. Um, and I feel mm. like Microsoft have integrated so well with like Play Store and stuff like that um, already that it just seems kind of weird to me. Uh, I, I don't know. It seems like an unnecessary mm. expenditure. Um, but Have you ever played a mobile game that isn't Hearthstone? Uh... Pokemon Go. It's <laughs> a fair point. But no. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I did play some Angry Birds like way back when, like at school, yeah, and shit like that. Um, but no, I've I've, n- I've never been a mobile gamer. I suppose. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. It, it's just crazy to me because I've got this chart up in the notes. Um, you know, sorry, you, you can't see it um dear listener but you know essentially the amount of growth that the mobile market has had since really by the looks of this like 2000 early 2000s really like it's so much like you know it's just bonkers like it's above like pc gaming now you know the amount of the money from mobiles and that's just Mm. like it's why the it's inevitable that all game publishers are at some point going to be looking to have a slice of that pie you know it's just inevitable and because yeah you're right like back in the day yeah you're right there were like games i used to play on my ipod but i know you know it was popular on iphones as well jetpack joyride you remember that bad boy oh yeah doodle jump doodle jump oh mini gore mini gore mini gore mini gore mini gore out there yeah that's because we didn't want to work and it was in the class that is true and i couldn't lug my xbox into into biology exactly really. yeah um yeah i mean i suppose the angle here from what i can tell is that they microsoft are sick and tired <laughs> of trying to negotiate terms with apple and presumably google you know and you know we know that they were both resistant to getting uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming in their store, um, yeah. yeah. And I reckon that you know they they've given them some really harsh bargains for the slice that they're going to take from sales. You know, you you want to put Halo Pop on the, the iOS store? We'll have sixty percent of that. It's our yeah. store motherfucker (laughs) yeah and i guess if you're going to be investing heavily into cloud and yeah like you said with king and stuff like that yeah maybe it makes sense but i don't know i don't know yeah it's there there is plenty of reason for doubt here because i saw this comment i'm in the reply thread from um uh, disciple 3636 uh, he said if there are two things microsoft is known well for it's making excellent software stores and successful forays into mobile so of course talking about like the windows gaming store which everyone Sucks. hates you know yeah. it's improving month by month and, and everybody's hated it for a long time um and mobile you know the couple of ventures they've had there 
things like Gears Pop is now dead. Um, there has been a couple of other things as well. You know, they tried, I think, to get there somewhat with like Smart Glass, um, kind of indirectly, but that's now dead. Mm. Um, so <laughs> there's plenty of reason for skepticism here. Um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's a weird one, in my opinion. Dashboard time by getting Xbox. Xbox October update rolls out today. I've got, because I'm in the, I think I'm in the, am I in the Delta Ring? I think I'm in the Delta Ring. I've got a couple of these, not these, sorry, the next updates as well. Um, But the, you should have the Xbox October update by now. Um, And there's a lot of nice stuff in here. This is good. I'm glad to see this, like, that we're back into the cadence of getting, yeah, like monthly kind of updates now because it went stagnant for ages. We all know DVR needs improving. We all want an overall of the the UI so we can see mm-hmm. our backgrounds better. We want more dynamic backgrounds, and these things are happening slowly but surely. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but in essence, to give you a quick summary, uh, you can now change your TV volume um, via HDMI CEC uh, for the Xbox Series S and S. You haven't been able to. Because I've had this problem, a lot of people haven't been able to do this. So, like, control your TV volume either through smart device or through the Xbox because it doesn't have an IR blaster in it, whereas the Xbox One X did. Okay. Um, so, like, I, uh, I wasn't able. To, I can turn my Xbox on and off with my Alexa, but I can't turn. I won't be able to adjust the volume. Okay. And my understanding is because the, the, it uses different inputs. Like it, it can tell uh, the TV, the Xbox can tell the TV to turn on and off via HDMI, but it can't tell it to turn the volume up and down via HDMI. It has to use the blaster, the IR blaster to do that. Okay. So supposedly, you know, if you've been having problems with that, that should be fixed now. Uh, it also means you can literally, you know, on the dashboard, if you tap the Xbox button and go down to the little volume icon on the bottom right, you can literally turn the volume from up and down from there without having to scramble for your remote. So, yeah, it's nice. Nice feature. Yeah. You can mute, and this is the most important part. You can mute your startup audio. I called for this like last month on the podcast. It's kind of high. <laughs> so like the, the whole, big... the whole, wow. Yeah, it fucking <laughs> yeah. blows my ears off whenever I have to um, yeah. re- restart my Xbox. It was nice when I first got my Xbox. So I was like, next gen's here. But then, yeah, every- <laughs> like, yeah. gets blown back. You're like, wow. But then, after that one time, I'm just like, yeah, this shit's annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Um, and I haven't, because you know, I, I even had a look in my settings to see if I could find it, but I can't find this setting yet. So I don't know if I'm like, I have to have another look. But it's on the power and startup tab because um, I, I want to turn that off because I, I also use the setting, which is um, that your TV volume gets automatically muted when you connect a headset yeah which is great that's great i I use that so what that but what that unfortunately means is that when i turn the xbox back on the headset isn't connected yet so the the startup noise will always be at whatever the volume was at before which is usually like you know watching a tv level so it's really it's really loud yeah yeah that's that's good for me and I'm, i'm a bit worried about doing that by accident and waking up waking up baby when he when he's around next month yeah that's a good yes nice little feature um there's a little splash screen for selecting or changing your home xbox you know nothing huge but just a bit more information how many uses you have left what it means etc 
there there are changes to the Xbox power names. I think it used to be energy saving and uh, instant on. And... Instant on. That's right. Now it's not that. I think it's just. I think they've changed it. Uh, something a bit more simple. I think it's sleep and not sleep, sleep and something else. <laughs> sleep and not sleep and awake. <laughs> Uh, Xbox pass keys and guest keys are now Xbox pins. So I've just uh, condensed the naming. Xbox controller firmware updates. Yes, I had to update my controller the other day as well. Uh, on the Xbox app, you can trim the length of your video clips. Isn't that nice? That is nice. Don't have to save it to your phone and then go into the phone software settings and edit it, and then just do it straight from the straight from the uh, straight from the phone. Yeah, it's a nice addition. Great. And then if you're on PC, the Xbox, you can use the Xbox game bar to share to uh, metal.tv, don't know what that is, and edit your clips. So presumably just editing software. Great. Love this. Keep those dashboard updates coming. Get me some social features on that goddamn dashboard. Yeah, <laughs> Please. Yeah, right. I just need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know what my friends are doing at a glance, even a little bit, even just slightly. Just please, please. Yeah. I'll take I'll take avatars. Put avatars back. Why are they gone? I don't know. Why did you give us a whole avatar reinvention to then not use them? I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So that's the update for now. Uh, there is more coming. Hopefully, we continue to see this cadence of updates. Um, this is good for me, and hopefully for you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, some good updates. Tim, do you use Q-tips? Uh, no. I've uh, I've got a reusable Q-tip. Oh yeah, didn't aren't Q-tips gonna... like like didn't at one point they get really close to just being like banned and like not being sold in the UK because of safety? Yeah, safety and the fact that they just don't work. Like they they just more often than yeah. not make your ears worse. Um and like uh, probably yeah yeah and stuff like that yeah i'm pretty sure i saw something there but like yeah but it really shit but it feels so good though really it feels so good <laughs> suddenly you don't like jamming q-tips in your no, ears not really it kind of makes my eyes water it makes you me like twist it around <laughs> it makes you cough yeah it makes what? me cough dude it's just like that thing when you like poke your belly button and you can like feel it in your in your penis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you know, in my penis. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> do, you not, do you not know what I'm talking about? No, you fucking. <laughs> That's weirdo. a thing. This is a thing. No, this is a thing. This is a real thing. Well, at the weight, we're all wired. Do it right now. Fucking do no! it your belly button right now. Yeah. <laughs> do it right you... now. <laughs> Why well, am? There's like a weird, a there's like a weird freak. nervous system connection. I'm not a freak. This is a known thing. Boys have like a weird connection because of where our umbilical cord and our insides used to be, and our nervous system. Poke your belly button really hard. If I untie <laughs> my belly button, will just all my feel something fall in your out. <laughs> I, I, uh, I hope not. Also, I don't know if you could untie a belly button. Does it make you? Does it not make you weird to think that our bellies are just like a giant meat balloon that's been tied up? 
I mean, yeah, I guess that is quite weird. I don't I don't really like the idea of that. <laughs> We're just balloons, dude. <laughs> We're just balloons. You heard it here first. Speaking of balloons, it's time to celebrate. Because <laughs> nice. the Halo Infinite Winter Update video. <laughs> Halo Infinite Winter Update got an overview. Um for november you know it, it's probably the first bit of like actually like reinvigorating news for the game in in like three four five months you know they've been showing off these forge videos bit by bit um which has been generating excitement but in this video you know th there was nothing new but it was just they outlined well they, they showed off some of the new community maps i suppose but they um and a couple of the game modes that they've made in-house with the custom games and forge campaign co-op forge uh, some new game modes, two new maps. Um, hang on, let me scroll down to my uh, <coughs> my notes. <coughs> Mission replay, match XP, new achievements, free 30-tier battle pass, new events. It's good. Great. Great. This is And, and one of the, the community manager sketch said that um, they're finally at a place where they've, they're, they're now, they've now, they're on a better speed internally. Yeah, it's a shame it took this long, but it sounds like they're they're there now, and hopefully, if this if this has to be the soft launch, you know, the re the, the soft relaunch, um, and from now they have that steady cadence, that's good. That's going to help the game. Um, so great. You know, any th any thoughts on on Halo Infinite and the Winter Update at all? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just great, right? It's just it's just nice to hear that you know stuffs stuffs coming in, you know. As planned, you know, with dates that they're relatively sticking by, and and it's just it's just good to know that maybe you know they've got a nice, like you said, a nice cadence moving forward, and they're starting to get their feet under the desk. Because um, as much as I've bashed on Halo Infinite, I don't enjoy bashing on Halo Infinite. It's nice to see it get done, um, and I do want to go back to it. They just need to make me come back, and that's tough. Mm -hmm with apex and overwatch 2 so maybe they can do it i'm rooting for them secretly so yeah yeah i think you know for for, for me personally they've they've missed the boat a bit um for, at least for the next six months um you know who knows in the future these ongoing games have resurgences all the time and if you know we're looking at season four and I can go back to the game and I have like a couple of different battle passes I can choose to progress from because, you know, they don't expire and I don't feel like I've missed out. And, you know, there's all these new maps, there's new equipment, there's new weapons, new maps. Like, you know, yeah, for sure, I guess. And, and that's kind of my thoughts on the PvP, but I, I am in the short term excited for Forge and custom game still. Um, that's like a mini game generator for free. And... That's great. You know, you can hop on these things with friends on a weekend. You know, you want to play, you want to play like Who's Your Daddy? But you don't, you've used your trial, right? You don't want to buy that. Just Someone's it made it Halo Infinite. You want to play Evil, but you can't because it doesn't fucking work. Um, social deduction game that's on Game Pass. Uh, someone's made it on Halo Infinite. Do you know what I mean? That that's kind of what I'm excited for. I know people are going to be creative with these game modes. It's just it's it's a party game generator, and that's what it's always been, and it's always been ace at that. And I have no doubt this is going to be the same thing. Yeah. Can you see our friend group going on it though, and going on customs? 
Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't see why not. You know, it, it, yeah, well, I don't, like, if people are willing to, like, play things like Spider Heck, you know, our friend group, party games, like, th there are going to be things in Halo Infinite Forge that are, are going to be equally, if not more fun. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, we, we play party games like that all the time. Um, it just depends. Yeah, it just depends on what's out there, really. Uh, like, one of the things they showed off, for example, they made a repulsor... I can't remember what they called it, repulsor ball or something, um, where there's, like, a giant electric ball, and, you know, it's like in a Rocket League arena, and you have to repulsor this ball around, but if you hit it at someone, it kills them. I mean, they're just trying to get into each other's goals, you know, yeah, uh, into yeah. each other's goals, and there's just repulsors on short cooldown and high jumping and everything like that. Um, you got to ping it up in the air and someone can jump up and ping it back down, you know, just fun stuff like that. You know, we all know that this this is creatively going to really burst open in November. It might take a... I don't even know if it will. I was going to say it might take a couple of months to get going, but I don't know if it will because people will go nuts with this. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope that they have all the... like the right tools in place for people to log on and download the popular stuff because I don't think they're going to have the full file share ready to go on day one. I think they've already said yeah. that. Um, as in going into specific people's folders, but like they maybe they'll have a you know top of the top uh, community top picks. Great, hopefully, be good. yeah, yeah, yeah. If that sort of shit's just buried, then it's just kind of pointless. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I, I do think in the short term that is super super exciting, um, and I, I hope they pull, pull it off. Like you said, we are rooting for them. Um, they need the dub. Yeah. Okay. Uh... All right, we're around the last two stories. The final two stories today. Okay. There was some drama. Some drama about the Series S, the Xbox Series S, or as we like to call it, the Soda Stream. <laughs> Not cool, man. Still still kind of tender <laughs> on that. Following uh Tim's um baited delivery last week of, of a soda stream instead of a series x thank yeah. a series s thanks amazon yeah um and this was around gotham knights um you know there, when the while the discourse was going on about it being 30 frames and you know everybody was uh kind of moping about that one of the devs um over at uh warner bros montreal technical artist i think said that um that really the Series S had been holding them back a bit. And we spoke about this a bit last week, and then we went through their history, and you know, it seemed like actually this dev just really has a lot of problems with the Series S. Personally, doesn't like it, doesn't like developing for it. That's fine. We said that's fine. Maybe an outlier. Um, and then we had a separate... I don't actually know. It might have been the same person, so please forgive me, but there was a development in the story. Um where I th so I think it maybe was the same dev who said that in the same th Twitter thread that had been going on you know for days so it was after the podcast last week that developers has have been sitting in meetings for the past year desperately trying to get the Series S launch requirements dropped. Um, this was met with a lot of pushback, a lot of trolling, you know, bad faith arguments, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, and particularly over at Reset Era, there were a, a couple of devs from what I saw who said, we haven't had a problem with the Series S. Um, you know, I'd like to see some sources on this because we haven't had a problem with the Series S. And then ultimately the tweet was deleted. Mm. So we don't really know how credible this is. It did come from a, um, from a dev. Um, 
so I guess my question to, to you really and the audience to think about is, you know, what um, is this ever realistic? Firstly, is it ever realistic that Xbox would drop the launch requirements of the Series S so that teams could just work on the Series X and PS5? I could see it being realistic moving forward. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact remains that the the series s is is a less powerful series x right it doesn't have the capabilities a series x can can reach and if you're making next gen only games um huge open world things you know like co-op all this sort of stuff you know these small technical um differences will will make a difference on the performance and if they have to scale back one to make it work on both or if they have to, you know, just say like this is what you get for Series S, and it's obviously going to be better for Series X or whatever. I think that's a very reasonable thing that that could happen in in the near future. In 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 all honesty, um, unless Microsoft, you know, give them, you know, tools and tips and all that sort of stuff to make this work on on series s and stuff like that you know maybe this sort of stuff just comes with knowledge and experience of working with the machine as well um Mm. but yeah i mean realistically i can see it happening now i don't know if these devs are just using it as an excuse a little get out of jail free card right now as to why gotham knights wasn't working that well um and maybe if they had a bit more time and they didn't want to hit like a hard release window Maybe they could have got it to work better on the Series S, you know. Maybe it was just a question of time. Um, but they chose to release it in the state they did. Um, and then they start blaming the console as a result of it or something. Um, you know, you, 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 you don't know the full story. Um, but I could see it being, yeah, I could see it happening, definitely. I think you're insane. No? Just general, I just think you're insane. <laughs> like insane like insane or do you mean insane, like insane bro or do you mean like straight jacket like insane what do you mean? no straight jacket straight jacket uh, taking away to hospital to, okay. to, the, to the console hospital no i mean like like if you think about where we're at now with it like the release of like games are just starting to come out series x and s only like there's no way there's no way in like let's say you know, let's say it happens now. So in two years' time, we have games that are Series X and, and PS5 only. What mm-hmm. what happens to the people buying Series S? They just won't, won't be able to play these games. Like they, well, no, they wouldn't be able to play, to play them. Out. They'll <laughs> play them at a worse standard, which is what's happening right now with some releases. Well, no, but they're not dropping them. That's that's what I was kind of asking. I was asking, oh, like, okay. would they drop it so that the Series X, Series X and PS5 uh... would be the, the next gen consoles? No, no. Because no, right now the no. next gen games are being developed for Series S, X, and no. Five. And they the won't ever drop the Series it, S. But they just comeback. they just might have to make some some cutbacks, some pretty serious cutbacks sometimes, depending on the game to sort of get it running. Um, hmm. Series S, but no, no, no. I don't think they'll ever just cut the platform. No, no. Right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. And I suppose. Yeah. No, that's cool. So yeah, it's. It's it's a it's a funny old thing. It's a funny old thing because, of course, all of these devs, just you know, who are doing multiplats, especially, have to develop, have to like bear in mind low spec PCs anyway. 
Yeah. Okay. Like some games will like what? Yeah, but they want they want their game to be as accessible to as low a spec PC as they can. Yeah, they build it with low, medium, sales. high, and ultra settings, don't they? Yeah. That's right. And scalability has always been the, that. That's been the main counter argument, I think, from Microsoft. And you know, it's, I remember Phil talking about this even before we had the announcement of the Series S, when we just knew the Series X was coming. Um, and he was talking about cross gen, and Microsoft got lit up for that. You know, Xbox got lit up for that. And he, you know, he said, "Well, you know, I don't. You know, devs already developed for for a host of different PC games, and we think we'll just see console developers um, embrace scalability." more really and we'll you know we'll help devs do that um and there are there are i'm not gonna like there are tangible downsides to that you know it takes up resources yes it could lower scope i think you could argue that's why playstation have some of the best looking first party games out there because they don't for day one at the very least they don't aim to make a pc version they just develop for the ps5 and nothing else yeah they're just ps5 and then down the road, like, if can we port it? Okay, yeah, it's doable. Yeah, okay, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Mm. Um, whereas Xbox is like, it's yeah, it's on both consoles. If if we can on the Xbox One as well, on on PC, you know, that's slowly fading, so it's just becoming the Series S and X. But it, it becomes this whole continuum of uh, um, kind of scalability versus affordability. Yeah, and what kind of the drawback and i suppose as a business for them you know they felt that they needed to capture more market share by having a cheaper platform and that was worth the trade-off of whatever that whatever lost scope could come from having a cheaper less powerful unit um mm-hmm. and i like I, I i don't really know how much you miss out on by having that cheaper less affordable unit do you know what i mean like like what does that what does that actually do Maybe reduce scope, like potential scope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, it it will just have a reduced performance running on it, right? They'd they'd have to change the scope for for that machine over another machine. Yeah, but and that's assuming that the idea that somebody has on paper is an idea that's only possible on. Uh, on like an X, on like a Series X, yeah. Which I just, which just doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> like, of course, yeah. Like performance is one thing, but yeah, I guess scope is very untangible and it's hard to like. F- but I, I think that's what people are kind of. That's the angle people are going at when they're talking about the difference between these two consoles. Like, oh, it's not going to be as ambitious. But it's like, I mean, I guess. But this is this very hypothetical. Like, it's very hypothetical. Have we seen a game yet that's like that? I don't think we have. No. So. No, yeah, yeah. At this point, it's all hypothetical, of course. Yeah, yeah, and you know, devs are allowed to have preferences. I, that's not a problem. Like you know, uh, for some devs, it's probably a pain in the ass that they have to spend you know a year of their lives tweaking everything down to make it work on the series. Yes, like I, that's not a problem. I totally get that. Um, but it, it remains to be seen, really. You know, if if that statement is is true or not. You know, is Series S holding back next gen? doesn't seem to be the case but there seems to definitely be some sore spots in the industry about that console in terms of performance again mm. affordability and getting people into next gen gaming at that price with game pass fantastic for a consumer but maybe not as much on the developer front yeah yeah perspectives love them we we made it this far 
we made it this far without really talking about Activision Blizzard. But this is it. This is it. And, you know, in fact, I've even, I've even been a really good boy. And I've put a link to a really good twi Twitter thread in the description. So if you're listening after the fact um, or live, you, you will see a link there from a Twitter user called Senjutsu Sage, who went through the whole reply from uh, the, the, the reply that Microsoft made to the CMA following their decision to refer the process to phase two. You know, so more in-depth investigation. It was really, really long. It's... I don't really think you, that anybody can cover it in a content creation format with, you know, unless you're like Twitch streaming it for hours and hours on end, which I know some people do. But anyway, there was a few takeaways here. The first one, really, I think, the, which I was really tempted to <laughs> turn into some, some clickbait, but, but I didn't. I'm not that low, not yet. Oh, I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Uh, is that Microsoft said, Sony is mentioned 57 times by the CMA while consumers are only referred to 10 times. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd that be a good is one. funny. <laughs> yeah. That's um, crazy. And it, it is crazy, isn't it? But like, I, I know it's a little bit silly and there's a lot of bit of lawyer talk and there is number twisting um, from Microsoft in the report. But for the most part, I think they, they make a lot of good points. A lot of things that loads of podcasters, including us, have covered in... in the last 720 years that this acquisition has been going on for. Um, mm -hmm. So it is worth a read through the thread if, if you're interested. Um, but it, it there definitely does seem there is this weirdly continued focus and defense of, of Sony's market position rather than like, <laughs> is this actually going to help anyone? Like, I don't recall them saying anything about like whether it will actually benefit consumers when it yeah, like, quite which... patently will in some ways. That should be the own. That should be the main thing you're discussing with a deal like this is how it benefits consumers and 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 what what changing the market like this will do to consumers and the fact that yeah it seems like they're they're almost uh, their argument is almost centered around Sony and the defense of Sony rather than actually looking into how beneficial or non beneficial it is for a for an end user. It's really weird. I I don't know what's going on doesn't make any yeah. sense it's given us a bad rep yeah and i like i had someone someone else like made this point sorry I, I can't guy yeah yeah i i can't remember where i saw this so sorry it, it's but it's it's not not my idea it didn't come from my brain but someone said that because the government is in fucking shambles right now like it were like it the uk is trying to get a win uh, and i mean the cma isn't part of the government it's just kind of a separate regulatory board but it's still kind of federal in you know public perception it's like the government is regulating yeah um so you know <laughs> there's possibly an angle there look we stood up to big tech look at us go yeah we did it but our prime minister stood down <laughs> for after being uh, 44 days <laughs> and she's writing a book about it that's not a bad look <laughs> but we defended sony we did it but we defended sony who are technically ahead of they... Microsoft in the gaming market. Anyway, we defended them as if Microsoft were attacking yeah. them on the school playground. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, 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 that's, and that was kind of like one of the things I took away, not just from the reply that Microsoft gave, but from some of the previous CMA statements is that 
that like they're clear that there's pros and cons to everything and clearly there's going to be pros and cons to an acquisition of this scale you know especially for the for consumers but one of the games will come to game pass for consumers and that's not mentioned anywhere from what i could tell i couldn't see any anywhere the cma was like yep we recognize that there will be a big benefit um to consumers who will get more value out of their subscription mm-hmm it's uh, it's more like Xbox will be able to get so much in the subscription that Sony might not be able to compete. Yeah, and that would just be sad. That would be really sad. Yeah. That would be really yeah. sad. It's not like Sony have an insane amount coming up over the coming years, and yeah. timed exclusivity is actually spewing out of them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Silent Hill, Final okay. Fantasy. For spoken, there'll be more. Yeah. Um. So, I, so there were there were just a couple of particularly egregious points that I wanted to focus on here before we wrap up, uh, really. And one of the main ones is that you might remember the, the Nintendo argument, right? Uh, yeah. Xbox said, uh, you know, Nintendo do just fine without Call of Duty, and CMA were like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, that doesn't count. Then <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't count. They're family friendly. Definitely family friendly. The family they don't even try. You know, it's, it's not the same. Uh, despite Doom and, and hentai porn and everything being on that console, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then Xbox said, essentially, well, no, well, okay, fine. You're welcome to believe that, but like, look at Steam. Like, Steam didn't have Call of Duties for a, a long time, and it's like the biggest storefront in the world. Uh, it didn't impact the sales and when uh i think what was it i I think they said that that they had originally put cod a couple of years back cod was exclusively going through the the battle net storefront okay and then they reversed that decision and said oh okay now we're going to start putting on steam again and immediately Mm -hmm. after putting on steam it was it was successful so the parallel there being for microsoft steam didn't need cod to be successful but then when it did go on it if we did put this is what i saw if we did put cod on nintendo switch it was successful yeah it was successful um obviously it's a good point um i don't know why the cmi are really resistant to this idea of nintendo like like yes the xbox and playstation are closer in terms of competition but nintendo is still a horse in that race and it just feels a bit disingenuous to totally disqualify it from conversation like nah yeah, no, it makes absolutely doesn't no count. sense. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the most stupid argument in the world. Really. It doesn't count, friend, family friendly. Well, it's just like, well, even if that yeah. were the case, it's only because they've they've adapted their game, so they've adapted their approach to do that. Like, what? It's still, it's still correct. It still doesn't make any fucking sense. Like your argument is still completely invalid. Yeah. Oh, it's so stupid, yeah. dude. That's right. Can't believe he actually just. We've got to go ahead to publicly send that. I would have proofread that and be like, we can't, surely we can't send this, right? But they thought... This ain't real. Fine. Yeah. I wonder if they know what a video game is, you know? Yeah, it's like Tetris, isn't it? Like, and, it just... uh, Pong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe they've made a video game series after the, after the um, infamous high-profile Mario movie. 
the guys that's, that's, that's probably they did that literally like i don't see what the big deal is it's just fish just go to your local fish and chip shop cod just order some cod <laughs> It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, COD is, uh, yeah. it's an acronym for Call of Duty. It's not the same, yeah. It's, not the it's, same. it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> well, video <I> game? <laughs> what's, what's that? What's a video game? It's a type of thing? Can it's I catch sort of it? Interactive TV show. Basically. What's a video game? <laughs> yeah. I know what Monopoly is, but I play chess. Yeah. Chess big, on the TV? Big no, fan big fan of chess. We're not there yet. Chess on TV. <laughs> Fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the last, the last thing, like I said, it's it, it's a really big document. There's lots in it, that, and you know, I'll say it again. There's lots of lawyer talk. Microsoft are twisting things here in their favour, which of course they're going to do. But there are a number of very very good points, uh, which are just straight up like contradictory and and really one of the big takeaways from the whole thing is that the cma just declined to provide evidence throughout um and they also declined to share any of sony's numbers with microsoft they of course don't have to but for the interest of transparency it means microsoft can't defend themselves against what sony is saying to the cma mm. um they they because in one of them they were essentially like oh sony's model um means x y and z uh which we believe to be true. Then uh, that's essentially it. Xbox said, well, you know, that's not what our numbers show and we, you haven't shown us what they've said. So how can we defend ourselves? Mm. Like you're leaving us to speculate. Um, and throughout they've said, yeah, like you haven't provided evidence. There's no precedent for this. Um, you're speculating in some areas where it's convenient and in other areas where it's not. Mm. Um, so... So yeah, the last the last thing was that um, the CMA claimed that COD is so big, and we've gone through this a few times, that um, even when COD isn't good, people just swap to older COD instead of different games. But it's part of this idea that COD is its own platform. You know, it's its own genre. It's so such a force that nothing could ever come close to it. Yeah. And Xbox just Googled, you know, Wikipedia, um, Call of Duty sales numbers, monthly active users period <laughs> 2021 yeah <laughs> quarter two quarter three oh god uh, and they essentially looked at after the vanguard release arguably one of the most commercially unsuccessful cards in a long time mm-hmm. uh monthly active users across the board all cod games dropped by 12 percent. and it's just so weird to me that this this is information which is like readily available yeah what like like across all the cards so their idea that people swap yeah. to you know, that, that somehow COD is resistant. Yeah, that, it, that it's resistant yeah. to, to um, You'd see failure. Res- you would see just, resurgence it, in at least wrong. one of the titles if this statement was correct. But if they're all dipping, then that doesn't make any sense. They're all, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it, and, it's, and it's weird that they don't fact check any of this. Like, I don't know. And this is, like, maybe this is just how it works. Right, you know, they have different phases for these reasons reasons maybe they do just skim over the top in phase one and at face value you're like yeah okay i guess in precedent you can make these arguments but once you scratch beneath the surface it starts to fall apart a little bit so Hmm. they go into phase two you know that means they get actual experts in stuff is fact checked more stuff is looked at um and you know we'll see where it goes from there but uh they've got some of their best lawyers on the case at the moment um who's been involved in big tech uh, particularly nvidia Nvidia, sorry. 
Mm. Um, so we'll see where it goes. As we always do. That's how we always end we always these do. segments on this yes. stupid fucking like acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's it, though. Flap the jingle, Tim, and we'll uh, um, bid, our, bid our listeners farewell. We're slapping. We're slapping, dude. We're slapping. Great. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, I, I, I forgot to say it in the show, but if you've stuck around this long, please, um, if you could like the video for us, that'd be great. You know, give us a review on um, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcasting service is. Hey, send us DM on Twitter. Give us some feedback. What do you like? What don't you like? Do you like the new background? Found that myself. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I think this nice. background is much nicer than the previous one. It's green. It's and you know, this made me think: it, Is Xbox's color green now? Is it still green, or is it like black? Like they've had black yeah. and white for a while. Like it's Xbox One. I still, I still associate it with green, but because they've still built yeah. green into their console. If you look at the top of the Series X, it's green, isn't it? Inside and stuff like that. That's true. That is true. So, yeah. So green, green and black. You know, perfect background. You might say the colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know uh, we will be back next week I imagine uh, follow us on Twitter to stay updated on what we're talking about and just to see some uh, some good old conversation we do this half 12 uh, British Standard Time um, let me check my Twitter page for time conversion it's not loading it's fine we can go Tim say goodbye 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 everyone but bye everyone <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm saying <laughs> like I'm never coming back Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Okay, we're going, sh- going for the big sleep, everyone. Um, no, yeah, no, it's over. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm just a little bit upset. We ended it on the. I'm bummed out. We we our last story was the Blizzard Activision <laughs> I hate talking about it. Yeah, I like. I was arranging my. It, it, it happened at the end of the week, and I was arranging my notes, and I was like, we don't want to start with that. And yeah. if we put it in the middle, it could just kill our attention. So I was like, I'm just going to put it at the end. <laughs> just it just doesn't go it anywhere, dude. Just don't put it in. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> there was a lot more I could have spoken about because there was a lot of interesting stuff, but I just think everyone's just, you know, sick yeah. of hearing about it. And you can, that's why I put a link in the description because you can you can just read about it if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Um, but yeah, bye. Bye, everyone. We're still live? We're still alive. <laughs> we stopped. No, dude. We're still jingling right now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.